0: We have a it is 10 after the hour, I'm Eric Erickson, this is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. Uh, so I was going to sneak out of here early today. And so, uh, told the call screener not to worry about coming in and then Tom Price resigned. So my plans were scuttled and here I am live, but I don't have a call screener. So, um, we're not going to worry about the phones this afternoon. Um, so, but you can text the word show to 444-999 if you want the podcast, uh, or you want the show notes or anything else uh but tom price uh so apparently this happened earlier today and Uh, They only released it in the last 20 minutes uh, that he had offered his resignation and the president had accepted it. The president made a curious statement on his way out of town um, getting on Marine One where he said that Tom Price was a good man, but he uh, was upset about the optics and they would make a decision tonight. Well, the decision had already been made uh, prior to him saying that and he knew it. You know, I was with Scott Slade this morning and I said I didn't think it was going to happen that he wasn't going to fire him because... Uh, they still have to fill Department of Homeland Security. Now they got to fill HHS as well. And I am going to go against all the wisdom and all the statements and all the pundits, and I am yet again going to defend Tom Price. The man has been under withering attacks by the left. In a world where James Hodgkinson did not exist, I would say yes, Tom Price, fly commercial. But in a world where John or, uh, James Hodgkinson does exist, who attempted a mass assassination of Republicans only some months ago, no, Tom Price should not have flown commercial, and this should not have been an issue. And have you asked yourself where this did become an issue? Have you asked yourself who got this story to the press? I'm willing to bet it was American Bridge, the um, left-wing group, run by david brock of uh, media matters and that's not actually me speculating i've actually had a couple people tell me that american bridge is the group that filed the freedom of information act requests uh getting tom price's records and the media ran with the story as if it was their own american bridge handed them off this was a left-wing attack against tom price to undermine him and get him fired and it worked And why did they want him fired? Because Tom Price had a plan to gut Obamacare through the regulatory structure if repeal and replace failed. And now the man who had the plan to gut Obamacare through regulation is no more because of left wing attack. And people were willing to go with it and ignore the security risks to the secretary of health and human services. And they should all be ashamed given what has transpired with James Hodgkinson and everything else. Nonetheless, the left got a scalp today from the Trump administration. Oh, so this is my last Friday in uh, at home with the family until November. So, uh, nonetheless, we can we can go to dinner late tonight uh, because of the Tom Price story. Now, what else is happening here? Is I think Homeland Security, not Homeland Security, Health and Human Services, did a very bad job of defending Price. And I still think it was defensible because I had private conversations with people there who were telling me the reason he was doing this were a security. And I believe them. I don't think they were making it up. And the reason I believe them is because they weren't pushing the story out everywhere. They wanted to do due diligence and collect all the information. And now that attack won't come. A good man who is a tightwad and is not reckless with people's money, uh, has been thrown under the bus today in a left-wing attack designed to stop the man who had the plan to undo Obamacare. That's what this entire story is about. The entire story is that. Uh, but nonetheless, they were successful. So the question is, who takes his place? And I don't have an answer for you on a logical successor. Maybe they move Ben Carson over since he's a doctor. They would love to have a doctor in there. Maybe they'll get someone from Congress. Although Republicans are very gun-shy at this point. About having anyone else leave and, and they're very gun shy about it because of the uh, special election situation. I mean, I, it, I wouldn't put it past them to be telling people that uh, to, to be setting up Roy Moore to lose to Democrats. I mean, the polling has come out today. He's only five points ahead of a Democrat. People are starting to freak out. I I just, I I wouldn't be surprised if McConnell works with the Democrats on that. We'll we'll get into that issue later. We'll get into the NFL issue later as well. Uh, There's a lot of polling. But on the HHS situation with Tom Price, he's not alone. And this is not, the story is now coming out that Scott Pruitt, the EPA director, had taken some private flights as well. You know, they were pivoting back to price from Tom Pruitt today to point out that he had taken military flights, but the military flights had been approved by the Trump administration. It was the private charters that had not been directly approved by the White House that were initially at issue. Uh, And now, I mean, this is a witch hunt for people. You know, they tried to attack Betsy DeVos on it as well, but she owns her own plane. And that's one of the things Trump pointed out today is that some of his secretaries have their own private planes that they use. You know, I do think as well that there is an issue where Tom Price is a multimillionaire, but he doesn't act or behave like it. I mean, look at the Treasury secretary who took the private flight to Tennessee or to Kentucky to view the Eclipse, although he was claiming he was going for some of, he was going to actually verify the gold was at Fort Knox on the day of the Eclipse where he could stand on the roof and watch it I. He gets a pass because he's a billionaire or at least a, a super multimillionaire and price doesn't, I, I just, I think there's a double standard there. You, you know, for example, um, well, you know, John Huntsman, the former governor of, of Utah being named an ambassador to, I think Russia, is it Russia? Maybe, I can't remember. He's being named an ambassador and several other people who are really, really nasty and critical of Trump during the 2016 election and people have said well what's the difference between them and and others who said bad things about the president the president can't get past and and you know what the common denominator is they're rich i think that's true i think it's a fair statement um the the president views rich people in a way he doesn't view other people and that's all fine and good for him to do i don't care Um, but i certainly do think that influenced some of the thinking on tom price And I wish that this White House would have stood behind him because we are yet again seeing a conservative, an actual conservative, being taken out of the Trump administration. The left is winning the fight on stocking the Trump administration with a lot of moderates. I mean, Gary Cohen, who thinks that you can buy a car for $1,000. You got now Ivanka and Jared in there. By the way, there's a story about Jared Kushner. Did you hear the story that he registered in New York as a voter and registered as a female? That story went viral. It got something like 5,000 retweets. It's not true. Not true. He did not register to vote as a female. The correction to the story is only as of this moment gotten about 187 retweets. The left doesn't care. They're just there to stir the pot. It's like the Washington Post story on on Susan Rice and Obama advising Mark Zuckerberg he needed to be wary of the Russians spreading fake news. Turns out they never actually talked to him about the Russians. But who cares? The story's out there. But I bet you haven't heard the story that Jay Johnson, the Obama administration, the Homeland Security chief, who says, you know what? The Russians did not hack nor steal the election. No, you haven't heard about that. But it's a true statement. And he said it today. Man, y'all, the left continues to savage Megyn Kelly uh, in her first week on NBC, and every single one of them uh, is not about her interview style or what came up in the interviews, but that she is from Fox, and she can, the stench of Fox, cannot be, that's actually the quote from one of President Obama's advisors, the stench of Fox can never be removed from Megyn Kelly. No grace, no forgiveness, nothing. Just pathetic to watch. I feel bad for her because she's a great journalist. Uh, Wanted to stop doing raw politics, move to something like this, and uh, the left won't have anything to do with it. Which, you know, it reminds me of Governor Rauner of Illinois, who has become the first governor now to fund, uh, use taxpayer funds to pay for abortions. Uh, without exception, if you qualify, if you're poor in Illinois, the government will pay for your abortions. And he thinks that this is going to help him win re-election. It's not. It's going to buy him cover from his wife, who's a huge pro-abortion activist, for maybe 72 hours. But it's not going to give him peace. The left isn't going to do it. And, you know, we see this time and time again. That... Republicans and conservatives think that they can make some compromise with the left on some of these social issues and that they'll be left alone. It's like we see in Georgia all the time now. Uh, In Georgia, Republicans think that they can cut some sort of deal with the left, they can bring their businesses into the state, and that they'll stay in power. And it's not true. I mean, you bring Amazon into the state of Georgia and their corporate headquarters, you're going to be bringing a bunch of liberals who are going to start voting Democrat. I mean, you got the Republicans in Georgia selling out uh, Christians, conservatives, the the voters of Georgia, majority of whom want religious liberty legislation because they want to attract big businesses. And these big businesses are going to come in and just slit their throats gladly with a smile uh, at the ballot box with all their employees. But the conservatives and Republicans, they never, ever understand. The left is playing a long game to move culture in this country to the left and you can't compromise with it. it it is a steady march for them and yet they keep trying hoping that they'll be the last ones eaten. when we come back we got to get into what's happening in cuba 39 after the hour i'm eric erickson this is atlanta's evening news on wsb don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast of the show where I record additional material for the podcast listeners. And you can do so by texting the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 444-999. That'll also sign you up for the daily show notes. There's something happening in Cuba, and no one really understands what's going on, including the FBI. But our diplomatic corps has been the subject to serious specific attacks harming their health. And at first they thought it was some sort of sonic attack, but they don't know now. And so we are withdrawing uh, diplomatic personnel from the American embassy. Most of the attacks have happened in hotels in um, Havana. So what is this? Well, let me, let me read you part of this. This is from the Associated Press. The State Department having issued the travel warning, it said, some of the unexplained physical effects have occurred in Cuban hotels and And that while American tourists aren't known to have been hurt, they could be exposed if they travel to Cuba. Tourism is a critical component of Cuba's economy that has grown in recent years as the U.S. relaxed restrictions. This is a a quote from the warning from the State Department. Over the past several months, numerous U.S. Embassy Havana employees have been targeted in specific attacks. These employees have suffered significant injuries as a consequence of these attacks. Affected individuals have experienced a range of physical symptoms, including ear complaints and hearing loss, dizziness, headache, fatigue, cognitive issues, and difficulty sleeping. Because our personnel safety is at risk and we are unable to identify the source of the attacks, we believe U.S. citizens may also be at risk. Attacks have occurred in U.S. diplomatic residences and hotels frequented by U.S. citizens. So what exactly is going on? They're not really calling them um, well, acts of war or anything else, they're referring to him as incidents and the symptoms vary from person to person. Some people are experiencing hearing loss. Some people have gotten concussions. Some experience nausea, headaches ringing in the ear, and some of them are having long-term problems with concentration and common word recall. (laughs) They could be me today. I kid, I kid. Um, they thought they were some sort of sonic attack. And now they're not sure because they found no devices capable of doing such attacks embedded in walls or anything else there. They don't know if they've been poisoned, what, Um, but a number of them are having problems. And here's the other thing. According to sources, the diplomats have been hearing loud noises. Some of them have or feeling vibrations when the incidents occur, but others haven't heard anything. Some of the victims are able to walk in and walk out of blaring noises audible in only certain rooms or parts of their home. So clearly there's something happening, and our diplomatic employees are targets of the attack. The overarching issue here is that this shouldn't be happening because we never should have resumed diplomatic relationships with Cuba. But Barack Obama decided he knew best. They were communists down there, so they had to be good people. And he resumed our relationships with Cuba. He never should have done that. And now we're having, we ought to just shut it all down. Uh, The president and Marco Rubio are coming up with a new floor, a new Cuba policy that's going to be much more restrictive. We should have never been as expansive as we were under Barack Obama. It was real foreign policy naivete as a, how many people are going to pay the price because of the Obama administration's ridiculousness when it comes to foreign policy? No idea, but a great many people. Between what happened in Libya, what's happening in Ukraine, uh, Iran, North Korea, this, you name it. They were naive fools, the Obama administration was, and the Trump administration is on cleanup here. It's not their fault. They're having to deal with the fallout of it, though. Hey, today I am reminded of the fact is the last day you can pre-order my book to get it on launch day, October 3rd. Uh, and if you order from barnesandnoble.com, bn.com, you will you can get a signed copy, a uh, previously signed copy. And now On the 10th, I think it's the 10th, isn't it? Yes, it's the 10th. I'm going to be in Lawrenceville at the Books A Million in Lawrenceville doing a book signing there on the 10th if you want to order a book, or they'll have them there for sale at Books A Million as well. If you want to buy a book, if you want to pre-order a book, uh, text the word WAKE, W-A-K-E, to 444-999. I will send you back links to Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and uh, links to the pod, for the podcast. The reason... That I um I want you to subscribe to the podcast is because I'm going to be gone uh, a good bit for the next two weeks on a book tour. Monday and Tuesday I'm off. I'll be back Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, and then I, I got go to go to New York and then to Washington and then to Nashville and then to Los Angeles. I'll be on with Bill Maher on HBO. I'll be on Dana Perino's new show on Tuesday. I'll be with Martha McCallum on Monday. I'll be on Morning Joe on Tuesday and Fox and Friends. Got a lot of appearances coming up next week. Um, if you just if you text the word WAKE to 444-999, uh, in addition to getting the pre-order links, I will send you links to the podcast so that you can subscribe. I'll be doing extra material on the road from New York, D.C., L.A., uh, Nashville, whatnot. Uh, so you won't have to miss me. Uh, I'm not sure who's filling in for me on Monday and Tuesday, but thanks in advance to whoever it is. Uh, And it should be an interesting time. But please do order the book, and we'll have plenty of book signings, including at Monday Night Brewing coming up, where you can come by and grab a beer, and I will sign your book. Can I let you guys in on a little theory? I wonder if Mitch McConnell might work with Democrats so that the Democrats can pick up the Alabama Senate seat. I mean, just just follow along with me here. Uh, Mitch McConnell would rather be a ruler in hell than a servant in heaven as long as he gets to be in charge. It's all about him and his power. He doesn't care whether he's in the minority or the majority as long as he's the guy in charge. So we saw him work with Democrats in Mississippi to sabotage Chris McDonald against Thad Cochran. What's to stop him? From sabotaging the Alabama special election so that the Democrat picks it up against Roy Moore. And then what you have is a situation where he can run around and say, see, 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 you you can't have these crazy right wingers. You got to have establishment guys like me. Because Roy Moore has made the central plank of his campaign opposing Mitch McConnell. And now you got Mark Walker, the congressman from North Carolina, who is the head of the Republican Study Committee. He's out saying McConnell needs to go. Now, it's one thing if Mark Meadows does it, the head of the House Freedom Caucus. But the head of the Republican Study Committee is supposed to be a little more reasonable, though conservative. And he's out saying it, which is a very big deal. And people are taking notice. And McConnell, it's all about his grip on power. And if he thinks Roy Moore's election might threaten him, I wouldn't be surprised in the least little bit if he worked with Democrats to throw Alabama to the Democrats and then say, look, people, we can't have guys like Roy Moore. It wouldn't surprise me at all. When we come back, there's a new story out there not getting any attention in the American press. None. It is a foreign story from a foreign land about a tree the broccoli tree no less is what they call it and it should get attention and i want to talk about it the broccoli tree what does this have to do with anything just bear with me folks there there's a method to the madness here when we come back we're back it's eric erickson here news 955 am 750 wsb on this friday hallelujah i am glad for the week to be over Um, programming note for you guys real quick, I will be on with Martha McCallum on Monday night from New York and then Fox and Friends on Tuesday morning and then, uh, Morning Joe on Tuesday morning, then, um, I'll be with Brian Kilmeade on his radio show at 9 a.m. on Tuesday, then with Dana Perino at 2 p.m. on her new show, uh, the second day of her new show on Fox News. And then on Wednesday, I'll be on Fox Business with Stuart Vardy and Neil Cavuto. So um, very busy few days in New York City. Now, I this is not a story from the United States. It's from Sweden. And it is not a story that is getting covered by the press. And it sounds like a very minor story. And it's not. I think it's actually a pretty significant story. Although it sounds bizarre. There is a famous tree in Sweden called the broccoli tree. The tree is famous for only one reason. A noted photographer who had a lot of followers on his Instagram account began taking pictures of the tree. And the tree, he called it the broccoli tree because it looked very much like uh, broccoli. I had a broccoli. It it uh, a single stump and uh, trunk from which uh, trunks came, from, smaller trunks came from. We, it looked very much like broccoli. And he began over a series of years taking pictures of this tree throughout uh, day and night, through evening and morning, through sun, through rain, through snow. Uh, through fog, he took pictures of this tree, the broccoli tree. And tourists started showing up who had were followers of his Twitter account, and they started taking pictures. And then other people started taking pictures, and then other people. And it became a famous tree, a worldwide famous tree. People would show up in this part of Sweden just to take pictures of this tree because of one photographer who had some measure of fame and started taking pictures of it. In the middle of the night the other night, someone showed up at the broccoli tree and sawed part of it away. One of the, the parts of it, they cut all the way through. Another part of it, they only cut most of the way through. And then a work crew arrived and even though they hadn't destroyed the entire tree, the tree was well on its way to dying, and so a work crew got rid of the rest of us. Got the rest of us, rest of it. Sawed the whole thing down, and now it's just stumps. Oscar Wilde wrote that each man kills the thing he loves. And here, a tree... Because of social media fame, it was destroyed. Had this photographer never done this, the tree would have never gotten vandalized. It, It got vandalized because of the attention it got on social media. Someone had to go destroy a pretty thing because it got attention. Now, okay, so here's the thing about this broccoli tree. It's destroyed because of the attention it got on social media. And this is happening more and more. Um, People who have a following on social media, they attract attention to nice things, and someone goes out and destroys nice things. But it's not just in social media that we see this. This is happening, for example, with the National Football League. I mean, the National Football League is a popular thing. The National Football League, despite the brain injury talk and everything else... Uh, The National Football League has been uh, well-received by people, is popular by people, so it must be ruined. And so you have the the horde shows up and tries to ruin it uh, through these protests. And if you're not in on the protests, you're bad, you're racist, you support white supremacists. Uh, My buddy Leon Wolf over at The Blaze, he noted three different headlines today. From ESPN, from CNN, I'm sorry, from CBS, and from America Online, AOL um, these days. All of them have polling that shows this. A majority of Americans, not registered voters, not adults, uh, not senior citizens, all Americans. Age groups, uh, genders, I guess I should say sex, Um, genders, male, female, Uh, white, black, Hispanic, you name it, old, young, rich, poor, across demographic lines, they are opposed to the NFL players and their protest. They are. And the result of this is that the headlines from all of these places, all of these outlets say that Americans are divided. They don't give you the poll numbers. The polling shows there is no division. A majority of Americans oppose it. But the media support the protests. The media supports this. It is the social media horde trying to destroy something that is popular. It is the media trying to destroy professional sports because of the popularity of professional sports. That is it. And it looks like its They're probably going to do it You know, the DirecTV is refunding people Ticket sales are down They want to highlight the fact that uh, Viewership was up uh, This past week by 3% But that had a lot to do with the Dallas Cowboys And the Dallas Cowboy fan base And it's down everywhere else It's down on all the other games And you're not getting honest reporting Oh, and the AOL report This is the funniest one The, the big headline from AOL is that A uh, majority of Americans oppose the way Donald Trump conducted himself with the NFL protests. What the AOL, AOL headline and story do not report, but what the AOL shows poll shows, is that more Americans are opposed to what the NFL is doing and what the players are doing than what the president is doing. And you would never get that from the story. You would never, ever, ever get that from the story. It is blatant bias by a press sympathetic to players trying to steer public opinion. I mean, we've got the Russians buying Black Lives Matter stuff, pushing Black Lives Matter stories to divide the country. We don't need the Russians dividing the country. We've got the American media doing that. That's what's happening here. The American media is dividing people. They're dividing people with this story. They are pushing a falsehood that a majority of Americans or somehow we're a 50-50 split on the issue. There is no 50-50 split on the issue with the NFL. And it all goes back to the broccoli tree. And it wasn't just the broccoli tree. It was uh, many other items uh, that got popular on social media in the same way. It is our tendency to destroy things that get popular. We see this with the media when they build up celebrities, they build them up to the pinnacle of success, and then they work like hell to tear them down. It is the same principle as tearing down the celebrity, as tearing down the tree, as tearing down the NFL, as tearing apart the country. It is what the media does. But it's not just the media, it's us. It is us. Now, it may be not you, it may be not me in an individual circumstance, but but people have a tendency, as Oscar Wilde said, to kill the things they love. And we're seeing this happen more and more in the country, and it is unfortunate, and it should not be applauded. Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. It is, oh, 26, 27 after the hour. I'm sorry, I'm not looking at my clock because my computer clock has frozen on me. So, in any event, welcome back. Um, Remind you that you can get the podcast and the show notes by texting the word SHOW to 444999. Text the word show to 4 999 You will want to get it uh for the coming week because I'm gonna be on my book tour. I will be providing special content for folks. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, you should. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of them are the same thing. Instagram in particular, E.W. Erickson. I'll be going behind the scenes in New York City this coming week, uh, putting up pictures on Instagram uh, from the different locations, including from Fox News, from uh, the NBC Rockefeller Center studio with Morning Joe, all of that stuff. It is going to be a whirlwind, crazy tour. Really is going to be crazy. I'm going to be exhausted. I'm also going out to Los Angeles. I will be on the Bill Maher show on HBO. I know, I know, I know. They've been trying to get me on the show for five years, and I've never done it, And uh, in part because uh, CNN was willing to let me do it, and I wasn't sure. And then by the time I decided I wanted to do it, I was with Fox, and they didn't want me to do it. Uh, But now that I'm on the book tour, I get a lot of discretion as to what media I'm going to do. Uh, And I'm going to be on Bill Maher's show, um, I guess, in in a couple of weeks. I I mean, we've got plenty of time. It's not coming up next week. Just New York is next week. So uh, please do subscribe to the podcast by texting show to 444-999. We do have other stuff I want to get into today before we get out of here and before you start your weekend. We don't have enough time for it right now. And hold your phone calls, please. Um, When we come back, though, Um, I do want to delve into the North Korea situation. It's not getting a ton of attention. It should be getting a ton of attention. I mean, it really should be getting a ton of attention, and it's not. And a lot of people are blaming the president for it. He doesn't deserve the pl- the blame for what's happening and you've got a bunch of uh, you got a bunch of reporters out there cheering on North Korea now including the the New York Times columnist Nick Kristof, who is alleging on Twitter that all of the kids in a North Korean high school volunteered for the military after Donald Trump said something bad about their leader. one they're a brainwashed Colton and two they get no choice they all have to join the military they do. We'll delve into all of that and so much more when we come back right here on WSB. It really is amazing how much Trump hatred governs what the left does. And I am increasingly, I see a lot of my friends joking about this, that we're never going to lose an election again. And part of me is wondering because... There is polling out there that shows that the Republicans really are hated by the American public, but that the Democrats are hated so much more that it's working to the Republican advantage. I'm not sure, though, just given the way some of the special elections are going. Now, special elections are special. You can't read much into them. But this North Korean situation is really eye-opening into what's happening on the left. Um, Nick Kristof, I mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago in the New York Times, basically saying that North Korean kids are signing up to join the military. They have no choice. Boys and girls, they've all got to join the North Korean military. You've got people saying, oh, better better for us to have Kim Jong-un in charge here than Donald Trump. At least he's fair. Now, we, we know Otto Warmbier, he was tortured in North Korea, killed by the North Koreans, essentially placed in a coma, beaten into a coma, I should say. And yet the left is suddenly finding North Korea to be the good guys. Because they don't like Donald Trump. In in the same way that the Russians were no threat until it appeared the Russians were supporting Donald Trump and now they hate the Russians. But they were cool with the Russians. They used the Russians to attack Mitt Romney. If you allow the guy you don't like to shape you... well, First of all, this is a sign of how unmoored from reality the left is. Because they are allowing Donald Trump to shape them they come with no conviction of their own. It's not that Donald Trump is allowing them to be free with where they stand on some things, although that is the case in some ca- in some things, but not North Korea. There's no love loss uh, between North Korea. Everybody gets North Korea is a um, Nazi-like regime with concentration camps, actual concentration camps. There was a report out today, though, that uh, George W. Bush... Um, diplomatically criticized Donald Trump for the travel ban on North Korea. The reason being is because we should be encouraging dissidents to flee the country. That is a legitimate concern. But I got to tell you, I do like George W. Bush, but Donald Trump is cleaning up his mess in North Korea and Obama's and Bill Clinton's. And there isn't a lot of, um, there isn't a lot of coverage of that because the media hates Donald Trump so much. That has shaped their coverage of him and this situation. But the North Korea thing is bad news. I mean, it genuinely is bad news. The North Korean situation is continuing to escalate. They're now threatening to blow up a nuke in the atmosphere as a test, a hydrogen bomb, thermonuclear. Uh, it, it is a big, big issue. I don't think they're actually going to do it. See, for those of you who are new here, let me just explain my North Korean theory for you. And I'm willing to admit I could be wrong. I was wrong about Tom Price resigning, so there's that. But the North Koreans learned through Bill Clinton, George Bush, and Barack Obama that if they start saber-rattling, the Americans will give them money and they will go back to doing what they were doing. And every time the North Koreans need an infusion of cash... They start doing stuff like this. And every single time they've done it, under Clinton, under Bush, under Obama, they've gotten money. And so here they are testing uh, Donald Trump, thinking the same thing's going to happen. He's going to give them money too. They need money right now. And he's not doing it. And so they're up in the ante and up in the ante and up in the ante. They say, what's, what's it going to give to get this guy to give us money? And he's not doing it. And they're going to reach a point where they think, are we really going to launch a nuke and blow it up? Because they do understand that General Mattis is the Secretary of Defense who will wipe them off the face of the earth. I mean, you've got China now suspending all business with North Korea. That's a really big deal. Um, I think the North Koreans are going to be forced to back down in this situation. Kind of like the NFL players going to be forced to back down in that situation. Both of them giving Trump a win whether they want to admit it or not. Now, I don't mean necessarily to compare North Korea and the NFL. I uh, probably shouldn't in any way, shape, or form, but... They're both giving Donald Trump wins. See, I, I said the other day, and I stand by this, that there's no win for the NFL on this situation. Why? Because um, what are they going to do? If they keep protesting, ratings are going to go down. Ticket sales are down. Uh, DirecTV is handing out refunds to people who got the the Sunday game package. The owners are upset with it. You got Drew Brees organizing the New York Saints to take a knee today, and he made very clear they're going to do it before the anthem that they will all stand for the anthem, which is a good way to redirect it. But still, they're going to get crowds booing. The networks are misreporting the the support or lack thereof on the poll uh, on the protest. I don't think they can win this. And if they back down, the president declares victory. If they are financially hurt, the president declares victory. The only way to avoid the president declaring victory is for them to up the protests, and that's going to do them more harm than good. So like the North Koreans, that they can escalate, and it's going to wipe them off the face of the earth, or they can back down, in which case it gives Trump a win. The NFL is the same way. The, the These protests, they were poorly thought out. They're cheap protests by a bunch of millionaires who are going to make a lot of money on a playing field, they could be giving up that money and going somewhere and drawing people's attention to real injustice instead of to the fact that they're disrespecting the flag of the country that made them a millionaire. And very few people are sympathetic with that, and the polling shows it. It doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican, black, white, red, brown, yellow, doesn't matter. Uh, ethnicity doesn't matter. Um, Christian, Hindu, Jew, Buddhist, is Muslim, Zoroastrian, animist, it doesn't matter. Male, female, it Z, whatever the tragedy, it doesn't matter. Majority of Americans across demographic lines are opposed. They can't win. That's just the reality. I'm going to do something unusual here at the end, and I am going to ask you guys for just a small prayer request. Um, you know, so my book comes out on Tuesday, and I'm going to be gone for basically three weeks. And this book is is much more theological- It's not political. Uh, There's a lot of theology in it, uh, a lot of spirituality. And in the last week, um, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, we had to take our son to the emergency room. Um, I was in the emergency room because of the clots suddenly in my lungs. Our dog has gotten sick and can't eat. Uh, My wife has gotten sick. Uh, It is like a spiritual attack. Uh, Right as I am hitting the road on a book tour, I don't know how well the book will sell or not, um, but man, it is like everything is out to get us all at once Uh, in sickness and everything else. And so all I can do is ask you guys uh, if you would pray for the Ericssons, I would be very appreciative It is going to be a grueling three weeks for me. I will be gone Monday and Tuesday. I will be back on Wednesday. Uh, I will be doing a lot of TV. Uh, Please sign up for the podcast. In fact, if you want to order the book and sign up get the podcast, text the word WAKE, W-A-K-E, to 444-999. I'll send you back links for the book and also for the podcast. Uh, or you can text the word show and get the show notes and the podcast to show to four 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 nine nine nine. 999 But your prayers are appreciated because uh, good grief, this, this past week, two weeks, has been something else in the run-up to this book coming out. Uh, and thanks to all of you who have pre-ordered it. I will talk to you guys Wednesday unless you're on the podcast. And we may do some special stuff with the podcast as well. So uh, see you guys then. Have a good weekend.